0: This is the Defenders Podcast on TV Podcast Industries. This time we're talking about She-Hulk, Attorney at Law, Episode 4. Is this not real magic?
1: Who are you? Are you the Goblin King? No, I'm not. Where did you come from, Miss?
2: I grew up in Fort Lauderdale, but now my dad lives in Phoenix with his new family, so I go there sometimes. He marries this
1: woman who's... Did a magician send you here?
2: Mm, Not exactly. He sent me to a diff to and a talking goat, helped me escape a lava pit in exchange for six drops of my blood.
1: Then I kind of, like, browned out, and now I'm here.
0: Okay. Yep. Okay. No, no, no. I'm going to send you home. What's your address?
1: I don't even remember.
0: Welcome back, fellow defenders, to our discussion about She-Hulk at Law. This time we're talking about episode four, Is This Not Real Magic? I
2: am
1: one of your hosts, Derek.
2: Hello there, fellow Wongas. Yes, I am one of your other hosts, John.
1: Hello there, Hulky-Wulkies. Is that a one? (laughs) Can we call that? No, that just sounds weird. It does. (laughs) Hello, fellow defenders. I'm Chris.
0: Yeah, none of us have any unusual names with letters in the wrong place, unfortunately. I was hoping for maybe Christopher with an F. And uh, and two e's, but not where you think.
1: <laughs> you know, I could do it that way. Really, it's Chris with a Y, but not where you think. There that's the right. one where you're like, "What? Which, yeah. which one?"
0: <laughs> Excellent. Well, welcome back, fellow developers. Uh, good to have you with us for our discussions about She-Hulk: Attorney at Law. Um, this was a fun episode. Hopefully, we're going to have a, a good a good chat about this one.
1: Yeah. No, no. This is again. You're right. This is a fun one. That's just kind of it. Feels bite sized. Like they feel short, and I think they're not. They're so yeah. twenty five, twenty twenty three to say twenty seven minutes, but it's because we're used to these forty, fifty hour and five minute long <laughs> episodes that are coming with Lord of Rings yep. and House of Dragons mm-hmm. and every other show is Same like, man. like all of them are like these gargantuan in comparison. I'm like, yeah. actually, this is fun because it's I'm in. I have my laughs and I'm out. Exactly. Exactly. Good.
0: It's the perfect amount of time to eat a cereal at breakfast uh, when I'm when I'm sitting watching it from eight to half eight on a Thursday morning. So, uh, oh, I'm a lunchman.
1: I'm a lunchman. See, <laughs> I I, I, like, I have my coffee already. Then I'm awake. I can take it all in. I can take notes while like a sandwich in one hand and a Hulk in the other, and then a t- Hulk on the TV.
0: Excellent, excellent. That's the that's the second time I watch it. I do it. I do it later on in the day. But anyway, if this is your first time joining us in TV Podcast Industries, please go over and subscribe to the podcast. You can find us uh, by searching TV Podcast Industries. Industries on any good or evil podcast player out there, or pop it over to our website at Tv where you can subscribe to our podcast in loads of locations. Uh, you can also email us with your thoughts about any of the shows that we're covering to feedback at Tv But guys, let's get into our chat about She Hulk episode four. Is this not real magic?
2: So Derek, uh give us the details. I will. Yes. Uh,
0: the executive producers for the show are Kevin Faggy, Louis, Louis Desposito, <laughs> Victoria Alonso, Brandt Winterbaum, Jessica Go, and Kate Quaro. Uh, Kate Quaro once again directed this episode and the episode was written by Melissa Hunter. This is her first episode of She-Hulk, uh, Attorney at Law, but she has been a TV writer since 2014, including writing multiple episodes of the comedy series Santa Clarita Diet on Netflix.
1: I loved that show. Really? It was silly. It w- it got ridiculous. Uh-huh. But it was a bit of crack. You know when you wanted that palate cleanser? That's what it was.
0: Excellent, excellent. So obviously some good comedy chops from Melissa. And yes. John, do you want to tell tell us what they gave us with your synopsis for She Hulk episode four? Of this Is This Not Real Magic?
2: Sure. Welcome to the magical world of Donnie Blaze. His traditional parlor tricks are going down like a lead balloon so he decides to spice up his show using the sling ring he got during his one-week training in the Mystic Arts at Camotage. He sends his volunteer named Madison to a Hell Dimension to huge applause from his audience. Madison makes a deal with a demon to escape the Hell Dimension and is dumped out of another portal in front of Wong, Master of the Mystic Arts. Furious, Wong asks Jen to serve a cease and desist to Donny Blaze, To make an example of him. However, the court doesn't agree with the danger posed by Blaze and allows him to continue practicing his magic. But entertainment is a fickle business and the audience are no longer impressed with Donnie's ability to send audience members to Hell Dimensions, so he accidentally brings the Hell Dimension to them. Wong and She-Hulk team up to save the audience, in exchange for Donnie's agreement that he will no longer use his sketchy control of the mystic arts. Despite all the interdimensional goings-on, Jen manages to set up her dating profile under She-Hulk, as advised by Nikki, and sets out on a number of disastrous dates before finding a promising partner. But hot doctors are overrated, and as soon as he sees her alter ego, he can't wait to get out of Jennifer's house. But things go from bad to worse, as she sees the not-so-good Doctor out, she is issued with court documents at her door, as Titania International owned the rights to the name She-Hulk, and served Jennifer with an order to cease and desist from using the name she never picked.
0: Excellent. Once again, another mention of Titania, our
1: possible villain for the season, huh?
2: I am uh, uh, Titani.
1: And John is now Sia. (laughs) He has the haircut for it, ladies and gentlemen. I
2: do, indeed. (laughs) But anyway, yes.
0: Not a huge amount of story in this episode. This is all about the laughs and a fun, silly episode. But we will be discussing our top three case points for this episode. (laughs) Let's kick off with case note number one. Let's talk about Donnie Blaze and his magic show. Johnny Blaze, not Johnny Blaze, not to be confused uh, with the Ghost Rider. Uh, but clearly a little bit of a reference there for for Marvel fans, huh?
1: Yes, 100%. I was going to that was my first question mark, which is when they first said it, I was like, "Say, what, sorry, what what was that name? Is this actually going to be like a backdoor joking <laughs> He actually turns out to be a ghostwriter of a different name.
0: Oh my God, can you imagine the fans of Ghost Rider if this was their new Ghost Rider after getting a great one with Gabriel Luna and two awful ones with Nicolas Cage in his movies. Hey, if hey, they suddenly got the Dolly Blaze and this guy as their new Ghost Rider, that would be so bad.
1: When you, when you urinate fire, mm-hmm. that that's a you're putting a certain kind of mark on cinematic history. Yeah,
0: pretty bad one. Yeah.
1: Hey, well, Potato tomato. Let's call it that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes, you're not even seeing the same vegetable, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> exactly.
1: I, I enjoyed Nicholas Cage. I'm, I'm not an apologist, but I at least say I enjoyed it. I love this Nicholas Cage. You're fun. totally
0: right. Yeah. Uh, but not his ghostwriter. It was terrible. Um, but, but let's talk about Danny Pais. Uh A struggling magician, an awful former uh, pupil at Camertage. That was kind of a bit of a reveal that he was actually brought to Camer- Camertage to train in the Mystic Arts, but only lasted a week because he tried, decided to do an impromptu kegger uh, with his former um, classmate in college, right?
2: I guess so. I guess uh, the, the, there was no um, frat uh, frat house for him to sort of have his wild parties. Mm-hmm. And I'm guessing the monks of Camotage weren't really up for that. But yeah, definitely a third-rate magician mm-hmm. and certainly a tenth-rate uh, sorcerer uh, from Camitage. definitely, definitely. They probably should have confiscated his sling ring before he left, though. Yeah, he probably nicked it. Like, yeah, yeah, we saw Doctor Strange doing the pinching of the library book. So, yeah. You never know how he got his hands although, on those.
0: Although he doesn't seem to be very good at sleight of hand either, uh, as we see yeah. <laughs> his, his, uh, his disappearance of the documents that Jen serves him uh, inside his shirt, even though they're still sticking out of his shirt. <laughs> yeah,
2: well, I, 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 exactly. Um, I must say this, like we said, I got a lot of laughs out mm. of this episode. Um, and I think, you know, dare I say it, Donnie blazes big conjuring is conjuring up madison the volunteer because she made me absolutely scream laughing all the way through this um mm-hmm. in Every terms time. of being uh portals to a hell dimension <laughs> where and then falling in into effectively onto well almost into the lap of uh, uh wong uh-huh. uh, as he's the watching sopranos at camotage um and ruining his his viewing pleasure. Uh, I just really enjoyed the dynamic between these two characters oh, yeah. of Wongers, as he shall now be known from <laughs> uh from here on in, uh, and and Madison, the the sort of the unexpected uh sort of hit, I guess. I just really like the the connection of these two. And uh I mean even Donny Blaze as well, just like you say where he tries to magic away the cease and desist. Uh, just <laughs> the whole thing with the flowers uh, going from white roses, white fake roses to mm-hmm. red fake roses. And Madison going, there's no smell of these. It's <laughs> 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 really, really good.
0: I really did enjoy uh, Madison in here uh, as well. Yeah. Her, her whole, her whole conversation her description of what actually happened to her was hilarious. Um, The idea that she's been sent to a hell dimension where she had to fight off a bunch of demons, make it, make a, a a a pact with another demon who will destroy and kill all of her family, and then gets, uh, and then she uh, is allowed to be sent back to, uh, to Wong's house, but it just seems to pass right over her. Is this another
1: Ralph Boner situation? Are we like, is it Mefesto?
0: Or have we just met Mefesto? Has he just done his first deal in
2: the MCU? Yes, <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Um, but it was, it was really good.
2: Even just um you know, when she falls through and she goes, Are you the goblin king? Um <laughs> you know, and uh you know, I met a meta talking goat who helped me uh for six drops of my blood. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. So I yeah, I really enjoyed this. Um mm-hmm. I just loved the the whole thing and dynamic between these two i mean even where she's in court as well where they're asking her well what was it like going to the hell dimension she goes yeah it was pretty good and yeah then it was a bit scary then it went good again yeah, and yeah, it's kind it of spooky was still good yeah. spooky <laughs> um and then yeah it, it was okay you know as, as um uh donnie blaze's Lawyer says, and isn't that what a magician show should be as well? Fun uh, and spooky. Let's put it on the poster. Yes. <laughs> um, even just with the spelling of her name, you know, two N's, one Y, but not where you think. And you see in the courtroom, uh, Donnie Blaze's lawyer scribbling out the name because he spelt it wrong. There's <laughs> some really nice touches. Yeah um to this whole episode and, and certainly around madison i really liked it yeah it's great fun uh the fact that she loves uh
0: to spoil the sopranos for for Wong as well is brilliant uh two of the biggest moments i think from uh from sopranos that she's just spoiled interesting the use of sopranos as far as i remember that's the first non-disney property that we've seen used in any of these shows almost every time they mention or reference something else it's like and you can also watch that over in Disney Plus now, because we have rights to Fox and everything else. HBO show being mentioned here uh in uh in Disney, but they spoiled the show for you now, so you don't need to watch it. Maybe that was their plan. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and as well, the other side of it is Madison, you know, gives the nickname to Wong for Wongus. <laughs> Um, and I, I love how she's kind of brought into the courtroom to give her testimony mm-hmm. through Sling Ring. She doesn't even know there, so she's there with her cocktail, yeah, and she's like passes it to the security guard in the court, and she goes, "Yeah, you can have it." After the the judge says, "You know, no drinking in court," she goes, "You you take it, you finish it off." Uh, I've not got any illness or yeah. anything, so really, <laughs> and then just wanting to hook up again with. Wong, uh, so that they can go get a froyo uh, and t- talk about the Sopranos again. Absolutely, absolutely. Gotta get some frozen yogurts with uh, with our wongers. Um, but she also seemed quite popular
0: uh, when when he opened up the uh, the portal um, to bring her in. Everybody's cheering her name. Everybody's cheering for Madison. Uh, so uh, obviously uh, the life would sell the party as she is in this episode.
2: <laughs> or is that part of the deal that she made <laughs> like with a demon. the demon? Yeah,
1: <laughs>
0: so you go with Mephisto. Yes. Yes. <laughs> How about Wong in this episode? The second episode in a row we've had Benedict Wong uh, in the show. Um <laughs> I, I think he's even funnier in this episode.
2: Yeah,
1: hundred percent. Like he, even his really cheap parlor trick card flip one. Uh-huh. We're gonna see the Agent Wu um from One Division. Will he'll be doing that? Like he'll be copying now that he has kind of mastered Scott Lang's magic trick yep. from Ant Man, and uh, this is his next piece. But look for me. This is fun. This is like a different element of Wong. It's fun to be introduced again into the magic world, the mystic guards as a Sorcerer Supreme. Yes, yeah. all of that. We get some cool little demons, mm-hmm. but you just also get to see Wong going through the list of drinks he's had. Yeah. You get <laughs> you get to see him like make some basic magic, but then also do some cool magic. Mm-hmm. If you want, we can talk about that, because mm-hmm. like he's using the sling ring to a bit, like as a portal to suck, almost like a vacuum at the end. Mm-hmm. Like while also kind of using some of the portal magic as almost a lasso mm-hmm. and a whip, yeah. if you will. That was very like cool. there's some, and then when he magics up his kind of knives again, his immaterial kind of blades that he puts on when the the other uh, Donny comes in uh, into his. Uh, apartment and goes, oh my god, I need your help um he like matches up his actual yeah. fighting implements and it's fun like yeah. it looks cool
0: absolutely yeah. benedict wong is having a blast here and you you may forget because you know we've seen benedict wong in quite serious situations in some of the some of the avengers movies but you may forget right back to the first doctor strange has always had those comedy moments he's had the, the moment of not knowing who beyonce was yeah. or that was the joke at least that ran through that first movie uh, we've had loads of of comedy moments from benedict wong and i think it works really well Giving him a little spotlight as Comedy Wong for for an episode here.
2: I love as well. Um, you know, we were talking about it, but just um, the fourth wall breaking from Jennifer Walters as well, where goes, "Yes, Wong's back." Uh, he gives the show Twitter armor for a week. <laughs> um, you know, which is really good. And actually, I don't know whether the writers, as as you were saying, mm. Derek, um, when we were chatting about it, knew that you know some of the the negative. Twitter and tweets that have been given yeah. uh, about, you know, everything being destroyed because there's a female superhero and so mm-hmm. on, whether they were just so self-aware as to how they would be trolled on this uh, by bots and whoever, you know, people that just need to kind of lighten up, I guess. Um, the, well, yeah. You know, I just love that that was the fourth wall breaking it. It just it it brightened the old heart really that absolutely they they, they just seem very self-aware mm-hmm. um around ha- it you know the some of the the reaction that's going to happen yeah. here so i thought that was really superb really on point uh to be honest
0: yeah absolutely yeah. they're totally self-aware you know you've got to remember most of the people involved in this show this is not their first rodeo they're not people that that aren't aware of what the internet attacks, um, and particularly after the post-credits scene last week with uh, with the uh, Megan the Stallion and and uh, and She-Hulk uh, twerking, which did break the internet in exactly the way everybody was expecting. Loads of people trolling, loads of people attacking Marvel for "Oh my god, you have a woman dancing in your show!" "Oh my god, you've ruined the entire <laughs> MCU!" Ridiculous stuff.
1: Stanley is turning in his grave
0: <laughs> exactly but we saw this this episode a month ago before any of the episodes had been released this is absolutely what they expected to happen and that's exactly why one of the first scenes we see here is Jennifer waters going oh we might have we might have uh, have Twitter Arbor for the next week exactly. because they knew exactly what was gonna happen exactly uh, and yeah. I
2: mean um, really good that they did this yeah yeah thats yeah.
1: so for me the overall sef- self self Relevance and referential kind of callbacks, the whole shebang is one of the reasons I'm enjoying the hell out of this. They understand what they're doing. Oh, yeah. They understand where they're going. Coming up very soon, Matt Murdock, Daredevil is going to be there and they're going to make some referential treatment. Like, this is the guy you've been waiting for, Mm -hmm. even though he's coming to our show first. Like, they'll, they'll reference this because you're right. These are well known. Like seasoned writers and directors. They know what they're doing. They know how to play the game. They like Marvel. This isn't Marvel's first rodeo. Mm-hmm. Like, Absolutely. We, the, everyone, like, I'm not saying that they're actively doing certain things to drum up marketing. They wouldn't be doing it like that. They're not trying to start Twitter feuds and wars, but they understand how the world works and understand how quote-unquote certain elements of the fan base will react to certain things.
0: Yeah, and importantly, we've been saying it since the start <laughs> of, uh, of this phase of Marvel, one of the central tenets of this section of Marvel seems to have been, this doesn't have to be for you. If you yep. don't like it, don't watch it. And yeah. that's very yep. much the attitude they've had right back from the start of this phase of Marvel. Every TV show, every movie has come with this side of it, which is... We know we're not going to appeal to everybody. We're going to appeal to the people that like this kind of stuff. Yeah. I think She-Hulk is nailing it right here. Going, But if you don't like it, there's going to be more down the line. So just switch <laughs> off. Like, that's exactly the oh, way we're going to be going.
2: Absolutely. And I did like, Chris, that you channeled your inner wong with, quote, unquote, <laughs> doing your air quotes. <laughs> Thank you. You
0: got <laughs> Did you see what I'm doing with my fingers here?
2: Magic. Magic. <laughs> exactly. I got. I Exactly. It. Yes.
1: Um, but yeah. 100%. Like It's like comic books. Not every comic book is for everyone. Absolutely. Not every comic book show is going to be for everyone going forward because they also have subplots as well. Like we, which is our second case note. Mm-hmm. We have a second storyline around Jen trying to find love in a world where she's She-Hulk and not dating or she's Jen and she's dating. Like it's a, that's a fun point story. Absolutely. Like I enjoyed that almost as much as I enjoyed one because we got the like (laughs) you got to see all these uh, (laughs) less than adequate men. (laughs) Let's put it that way. And I have heard, I have female friends who are back on the dating game Mm -hmm. scene and they have told me stories that this is tame and timid in comparison to some of these real stories I've heard. Yeah. Like I I have a friend who essentially uh got stuck with a couple of hundred euro uh bill at a restaurant in a table because the guy went I'm just gonna go to the bathroom nice just yeah. before dessert nice. and
2: whew, uh-huh. ghosted
1: became in like at least this guy just probably got her, I think for some uh like got Jen for like just a couple of drinks and something yeah. like, I think a bread basket like it wasn't a full dinner. Depends on LA though. That can be expensive. A couple of drinks and a bread basket can be expensive. That's very true.
2: Yeah,
0: yeah, very true.
2: I, yeah. No, I really like the whole um the dating game and profile in this. I like I, I like the fact that she succumbs to Nikki's advice to put up the picture of She Hulk because she's literally getting no pings, <laughs> and then all of a sudden you just hear the mobile going ping, 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 <laughs> ping, ping, yeah. and then you get to see you know some examples. Of of her dating with the guy, just, um, you know, how much can you bench press? <laughs> just like, you know,
0: maybe laugh because it's all about his response to her. That's the only reason he's asking <laughs> yeah. the question. He's like a, a full ton, and he's like, well, I could do 600 kilos and I'm not even a superhero. Can we get an order in there? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, really good. It's all about his response to her. That's the only reason to ask asking the question. So uh, that kind of follows through with a few more of them all. Um, nobody really interested in Jen, all interested in in uh, interrogating her or um, getting their information about themselves across to her.
2: Yeah. yeah. Although I do have a mini theory about one mm. of the guys. I think it's the third guy. I think it's just before the, um, the hot doctor. Yeah. And... Just because he's asking about, you know, are you indestructible? I do like Jennifer's response, which is, well, I'm not trying to die here. <laughs> <really> um, <laughs> this, <yes. laughs> and But he's asking about whether she's indestructible. Mm. Uh, you know, you're a specimen. I don't know. There's something about the face or at least the eyes that I kind of suddenly thought, is that a member of Wrecking Crew, the guy from in the Balaclava that actually tried to take the do the injection effectively and take the blood sample and you know because it's now gone up on on the dating profile app um and so maybe they're trying to get close to her in that way yeah, or something i just don't know but there was just something familiar i felt but it could be it could be all or it could be nothing you yeah. know it could be all the king's horses and all the king's men uh, you just don't really know here it could be just Ooh. another person that uh, that Wants to date someone famous, uh, which is yeah exactly how he how he approaches. That.
0: I was a fan of yours beforehand, and then starts asking her all her stats and uh, all of her stuff. But I I do like the idea that it could play into that storyline of the wrecking crew. Just yeah, it's like kind of getting intel
2: on 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 yeah. the QT. I just don't know though. Yeah. There was just something about the the eyes. They looked um like the ones behind the balaclava from the interesting the week before yeah I didn't notice that
0: didn't notice that but uh, but very interesting if that does lead to something much bigger in the future I love that that could be hidden in amongst all of these people that are yeah. dating Jen uh, let's talk about hot doctor I guess
1: um, yeah they're,
2: they're over races. <laughs> they are hot they doctors
1: are. are like look at John Harrison he's a
2: doctor <laughs> he's pretty hot though <laughs> I'm Um, underrated, I guess. After 16 years together, I'd say he's rated just about (laughs) right. I'm a nerdy, underrated... hot doctor (laughs) there you go um
0: but i i just i like that the show does give a little tip to anybody who might be watching the show and be single and is out there dating if you're if you were if you want to attract somebody the greatest way to attract them is to listen to them you ask them questions he that's how he opens i'm kind of sick of talking about myself how did how about you tell me about yourself that's a great opening line to get to know somebody that you might want to date doesn't turn out the best but that is how you start a date right uh, that's 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 the I, right way it's not hey how you doing here's all about me it's hey how you doing i want to know about you so they do give a little tip <laughs> they uh, do. In, uh, you uh, do
2: but it, again it just has a fantastic comedy moment where wong interrupts the special moment between uh the the two of them where mm-hmm. he goes i feel like your dad <laughs> as he risks <laughs> her away but then i like the fact that he he drops her back off effectively from above uh-huh. In the perfect position to to continue said amorous activities, <laughs> uh, so it's like it was just it's really really good fun. I really love good. that. Yeah.
1: What's that in your hair? Oh, it's some it's just some demon claw. <laughs> <Demon laughs> I was just like, yeah, nice. I I wasn't sure how they ended it. I wasn't too happy on that one. I thought they might try and give Jen a beginning of a kind of something, but I suppose it is early. Oh yeah. The only thing I hope they don't do, and again. I don't I'm not I've no stake in this game. I'm just <laughs> saying cuz it is somewhat lazy writing but I don't think they will which is um our the other lawyer from uh the the law agency the uh-huh. nice guy he is going to be the the one that maybe she starts to like because he likes her for just being essentially Jen. I think yep. that's where they will go and you're like oh no but that, that's that, exactly that, that's... what's gonna happen, yeah, chris
0: exactly. you can't oh, tell gets okay. a a show that's doing half hour comedies uh, to, to have that trope in there uh the trope is that she dated a hot doctor who turned out to not like her for herself, so of course she's gonna find somebody in her circle who likes her for herself uh and yeah, they're gonna date I would say by the end of the season <laughs> okay, sorry, Chris. We... might as well sorry. might as well be I disappointed just, now. <laughs>
1: don't even let me down easy like <laughs> she's gonna end up she's gonna end up with the actor who the, Josh, who plays Augustus, like or a pug, like we know it's gonna happen. Mm-hmm. But I was just like, maybe give us something a bit different, yeah. like just. But I'm fine with, like I said, it, it, I'm fine with it. But sh- maybe try. Yeah. But give
2: me a story. <laughs> you never know. It could be Prince or Princess Charming. Yeah, maybe, maybe, yeah. maybe, yeah, who maybe who she'll
0: find Doc Samson, uh, another doctor uh, yeah. <laughs> who's got hulky powers. Maybe that might be the might be the way to go. <laughs> you never. At know. that
1: point, I'm telling Brewster's like. Bruce, stop bleeding on people. Come on, seriously. At this <laughs> point, like, you're bleeding on too many people to give the power.
0: Maybe you're having Titanium hit it off. Uh, you never know? What I
1: mean? Yeah, who knows? Uh,
0: but you did mention earlier on that we will have uh, Matt Murdock coming in the future for this show. And uh, she is served with some papers uh, at the end of this for, uh, for, for copyright infringement. Um, maybe uh, the Devil of Hell's Kitchen is now a copyright lawyer in L.A.? you never
1: know that's probably could be. Could.
2: i want to know the the dots
0: to that one oh yeah yeah he was always there to protect the innocent people who are getting slapped with copyright claims. exactly her dark night so to speak. <laughs> there you go or her red night yeah
2: yes or yellow night
0: or yellow night depending <laughs> on the costume yes. exactly exactly anything else about the the dating uh that's going on with uh with jen no,
2: nope. nothing for me. I think it's uh, it's on to case note number three. Yes, uh, with Donnie's new sling ring trick.
0: Yes, and the Marvel team up featuring yes. uh, She Hulk and Wong, uh, the master of the mystic arts. I can totally see that as a cover of uh, of Marvel team up comics. can't you, uh,
2: definitely, definitely. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I I love this. Just how all those demon creatures coming from the portal happen, where you just have this beautiful, you know. Donnie's new sort of trick creates this beautiful white dove that flies off and and lays the perfect egg on her hands and they're all clapping and then this little baby monster uh, cracks out the egg and starts to cause havoc and then all the rest of his siblings start pouring out of the portal, Mm -hmm. uh, which I just... And I loved how... Like they grew as well during it, yeah. uh, So that was, and I again mentioned it about how Jen got pulled into this from mm-hmm. uh, by by Wong because she wouldn't answer her phone while she was dealing with Hot Doctor. Uh-huh. So I just really, um, I, I like this this fight, and as you said, Chris, like just some of the additional little uh, tricks of the proper sorcerer supreme magic was good as well the yeah. vortex one yeah i thought that was pretty nifty yeah absolutely and i did like it and you mentioned it in your synopsis
0: it did like again it is that entertainment is a fickle business because he was trying to win the ability to be able to do his trick of putting people into another dimension during a magic show and already people are bored of it he's only got what a two week stay uh while the judge makes a decision as to whether to ban him from using this magic okay. and already the audience are like yeah bored saw it last week what's the next big magic trick you have for us and then he starts bringing the demons in uh from the other dimension in error by mistake he does admit his flaw uh, but i i do like that little commentary on on the fickleness of uh, of of big magic tricks
1: yeah No, like, that's it. I think if they can continue with this type of kind of, this is what is going to be in season one, season two, and beyond, where it's like, point A, what, how do I say, story A, story B, and then, like, with includes comedy, some nice cameos, a bit of fun, some good one-liners, and then a bit of action in between that shows off, like, like it it was good. Like she kind of picked up a lot of them. They got bigger. Like it was fun. She was jumping or ar- like hulking, hulking. She was hulking, hulking out, <laughs> like not with the rage monster, but yeah. like just being very like jumping around, grabbing two or three of them and firing them like kind of American footballs down the end, the 40-yard line kind mm-hmm. of thing. Um if they can give me this every week going forward, or at least every couple of weeks, I'm all, this is fun. This is something that's yeah. going to be good.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I don't think I've laughed as much as at any of the other episodes. This made me laugh, and I think last time yeah. when we watched this, we were just getting ready to do our to do our first podcast, got the first four episodes in, in advance, and watched this episode at the end. I'd I'd had a I'd had a glass of wine, and I was like, maybe it's a glass of wine that's making that's that's making me laugh. Maybe I'm maybe I've already got a little <laughs> bit of alcohol into me, and that's what's making me laugh. And I watched it this morning. Eight o'clock.
2: Not, not the most the awake. A glass in the of world. alcohol in you. <laughs> <laughs> not this morning.
0: It <laughs> uh, wasn't one of those mornings, but, uh, <laughs> but not this morning. But I did laugh, uh, so much at this episode. It really made me smile. And I think everybody was on form here. Um, from, as, as you say, all of the people coming in on the dates, uh, were hilarious. The, uh, the whole bit with Wong and, uh, and Madison made me laugh even more the second time watching it so
2: yeah really enjoyed it there there was even the bit as well when Wong first goes to Jennifer for the legal advice and um you know he says how well you know there was no contract we we you know we are we are answerable to a higher higher power and, um she goes, "Well, we'll throw the book at him, and he's like, "What the book of Va <laughs> <laughs> And she's like, "No, this is the American legal system. It's, it's yeah. the u s law book has to be done by book. Uh, yeah, really. uh just so many good little moments to mm-hmm. hear. Uh, I think testament to the writer as well, you know, there's that Absolutely. that comedic um pedigree here that you can yeah. see uh, and from you know, short, sharp episodes uh, as well from that series and um, so i really enjoyed uh this uh, a lot and ultimately donnie agrees to the cease and desist He yep. will no longer be using his sorcerer uh sort of or his, his bad sorcerer and ch- magic that he can mm-hmm. remember i guess uh so yeah i i like this a lot um, and indeed de- like even just when donnie was changing outfits in the courtroom and sort of <laughs> whipping up the courtroom as well as the judge with by putting sort of the cute white bunny rabbit on the table and like ah <laughs> it was just like really silly but very funny
0: anybody yeah. getting flashbacks to uh to job from um from arrested development with his magic tricks <laughs> yes, <Right>. exactly. <laughs> a certain a certain touch of that really enjoyed that I guess that's it overall, and we're almost uh, recommending or not recommending the episode. So, John, overall, do you defend uh, episode four of She-Hulk Attorney at Law? Is this not real magic?
2: I do. I give this four and a half Wongers out of five. (laughs) Uh, I just really enjoyed this. It was funny, funny from start to finish. Um, I thought Wong and Madison were excellent. I thought... Jen Walters and Wong were excellent. I loved the courtroom scene. I uh, thought Donnie Blaze was just this perfectly ridiculous magician that happened to also have been training at least for one week at Camotage. It mm-hmm. was all just so silly and wonderful uh, and really lent into the comedy aspect of this show yeah and um, so as i say the only thing other than the titania uh, sort of delivering the legal documents here that kind of continues that thread is i do wonder if one of her dates was possibly a member of the wrecking crew I
0: like it. I like the theory, John. I like the theory. I love this episode. As I said, it made me laugh more than any of the episodes so far. So uh, so keep on bringing it, She-Hook. Love it. How about yourself, Chris?
1: Yeah. I, I would yes with two whys, but not where you think. <laughs> um, hey, that's really head-scratcher. That's going to be go. really confusing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Look, there's not much more I can say on this. Like, I'm having fun with each passing episode. I'm having more fun each week. Um, and I... Kind of before we even started recording, like, I was like, "This is like a nine episode, not a six episode." Because I was like, "Oh my god, if this is a six episode, oof, we are, we are like this is close." Like, <laughs> I was like, "Ooh, don't know if I could do that." But this nine, like it's good pacing, it's good fun, and yeah, we're kind of leading up to what I think will be a fun wrap up of the season. Uh, once we kind of get Titania and a few others. And I'm just really hoping going forward, like we I, I'm okay with Wong. Mm-hmm. Like we've had two episodes now. I think we can hold him off till the end, maybe. Yeah. Uh like we don't need a third now, but he definitely bring him back later. Mm-hmm. Uh but for now I think let's just continue on with kind of Jessica's story and we know we have Charlie Cox at Daredevil coming in, so yep. give us two more of him and then that's your cameos done and we're good.
0: Maybe, yeah, yeah. Hopefully, we'll get even more ones that we don't even know about. Did you notice ooh. in the uh, in the the post credit uh, animated bit that's that's there? There is a shield symbol on one of the uh, one of the documents that uh, that Jennifer has. Those, those credits change most weeks, but that one's been there since the start. and There hasn't been a mention of Shield yet. So, will we get an agent of Shield appearing in the show? <gasps> ooh that's that's the one holding that I'm holding out for. If we get another cameo, we not we don't know yet. Maybe that's
1: the You're one. You're always holding
0: out. Holding yeah, and always. Can you I, imagine Agent Coulson walking? into this, this i office. hope they cool. sort
2: of say and what sorts what's sword all about probably not no they
0: probably won't go anywhere near that they might ask i hope uh, so. something of melinda may maybe she might be in there maybe we get quake back that'd be kind of cool uh, any of them I, i'd take any agent of shield in that uh, in she hook good stuff well let's take a moment to take this week's bar exam
2: yes over in the legalese mm. um pub it is episode four, which means it is question four, fellow quizzes and fellow defenders. So here we go. What is the name of the demon that Madison made a deal with to escape the hell dimension and get dropped off at Wong's? Hmm.
0: That's a good one. I like that.
2: Is that a goat? It yes, is.
0: I do remember that at least. Good stuff. Uh, John, do you want to get the question one more time?
2: Yes, what is the name of the demon that Madison made a deal with to escape the hell dimension and get dropped off at Wong's? Uh, answers fellow quizzers and defenders to feedback at tvpodcastindustries.com. Uh, you can send them in one at a time, episode by episode, or all, all at the end after we have gone through all nine episodes of the series. And you'll be in with a shout uh, to win some She-Hulk goodies absolutely absolutely um Thanks so
0: much for joining us for a discussion about this, uh, this episode of She-Hulk. We're going to talk about your feedback next. If you want to send any thoughts to us about any of the shows we cover, just email us to feedback at tvpodcastindustries.com or pop on over to our Facebook group at facebook.com slash groups slash um, where we have a spoiler post up for every uh, show that we're covering, every episode of every show that we're covering as well. Uh, first up, we have an email in from Lena um, with some general thoughts on She-Hulk after last week's episode. Uh, Lena says hello fellow defenders, or should I say defense attorneys. Uh, this is Lena again. Uh, for anyone unfamiliar with me, I'm an alter in the DID system and I've been interacting with the Into the Night podcast for a while now, giving my perspective on the portrayal of DID in Moon Knight, both the comics and the TV shows. Written to TV podcast industries before when we were covering uh, the Moon Knight show and uh, now I'd also like to give my thoughts on the new She-Hulk show. First of all, let me just say, we are loving this show. We have been fans of She-Hulk in the comics for a long time and we are delighted to finally see her in live action. The fourth wall breaking the guest stars, the comedy, it's just great. But even though I have seen all three episodes so far and love them all, I wanted to get back and comment on something from the first episode. Those of you who mainly know the Bruce Banner Hulk from the movies and the old 70s TV show may not be aware of this, but in the comics, Bruce has canonically had DID since the 80s. It was the Marvel writer Bill Mantlow who first wrote this into the story in Incredible Hulk 312 by saying that the Hulk was an altar that had existed since Bruce's childhood when he was emotionally and physically abused by his father. He just didn't have a separate physical form until that faithful gamma explosion. Other writers, such as Peter David and Al Ewing, later expanded on the concept of Banner's DID, giving the Hulk system more alters. So far, the MCU Hulk appearances have said nothing about whether or not he has DID in the MCU, but in my mind, that's the most logical explanation for why Jennifer didn't have a separate alter ego when she became She-Hulk. Her cousin Bruce has DID, she does not. The fact that Bruce is, is shocked by this, I believe, indicates that he himself is unaware of the fact that he has DID. This is not that unrealistic. D.I.D. is a disorder that is specifically built for hiding, and so it's not uncommon for systems to be unaware of their own D.I.D. until well into their adulthood. Even though Dr. Banner is highly intelligent and knows all about dialectical behaviour therapy, the power of denial is strong and can create intentional blind spots in even the most intelligent of people. I think it would be interesting to see him eventually start to become aware of his D.I.D. either in later episodes of this show, or maybe he could meet Mark, Stephen with a V, and Jake in Season 2 of Moon Knight. We can only dream and hope that those dreams come true. Well, that's all I have for now. So keep on defending, Lena. P.S. If you'd like to hear more about Lena's thoughts on the portrayal of Bruce Banner's D.I.D., go and check out Gamma Charge, the strongest podcast there is—a Hulk podcast uh, where Lena has shared her thoughts on there and Bruce, uh, Bruce Banner. Very interesting yeah, thoughts. Absolutely, yeah, I really like that. I love the idea of. of combining it into the MCU and bringing in uh, Moon Knight meeting up with Hulk and maybe that's part of the realization from Dr Bruce Banner that he has the idea I really like that idea
2: that is a great um it's a great idea but it's also it's just like a great interpretation it's mm. you know I think of having read Hulk comics and um, you know watched him in shows before just never had um that thought that hulk would ha- be an alter mm. in that world of did like say with moon knight um and it feels like it's you know with lena sort of laying it out like that it just feels like it's stirring you sort of squarely in the face i yeah. really really enjoyed uh those comments from you lena yeah thanks so much
1: yeah thanks lena I, I i was aware of some of the did bits back from um, Al Ewing's bit, but I haven't kind of, I wasn't aware of the Bill Mantlo aspect even that far back, which is cool. Um, I suppose, yeah, it's because it makes me want to read more about it. So I'm going to, mm. <laughs> might to dive back in. I have a trip coming up, so I might kind of jump into some of these, um, older Hulk stories to see where they go. But thanks for, as always, thanks for your feedback. And, uh, yeah, it was, uh, definitely check out, uh, their thoughts on Gamma Church. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Thanks,
2: Lena. Uh, next up, we have an email from John Daniel. Wow, this is by far the silliest episode, and I have to admit it concerned me for a few minutes during the corny magician court proceedings. It was sitcom fur, to be sure. But... Donnie Blaze wasn't landing with me. The Twitter armour comment about Wong was genius, though. (laughs) I was thrilled to see Jen's dad arrive with a shovel. Of course he's going to worry about her. He's Larry Appleton. Surprisingly to me, I was thoroughly entertained by Jen She-Hulk's dating adventures. I had heard from your podcast that's what the comics were mainly about, and it's sincerely terrific fun. I wasn't sure I'd care but eagerly awaited every new date train wreck. It's a shame the feminist pediatric oncologist didn't and couldn't appreciate all sides of Jen. Lastly, the final two scenes were brilliant for me. Jen being really sarcastic to to the process server and breaking the fourth wall to throw it to Wong and Madison. I had to Google that spelling. (laughs) Watching This Is Us, more of this madness, please, with Yam. More of this madness, please, with a Yak Milk Chaser. See you next week. John from Chicago. Yes, forgot about that. Of course, Yak Milk Chaser with some vodka, which mm-hmm. Madison is very interested with. And we do learn that the Sorcerer Supreme, whilst he has tasted many a cocktail, many a drink, uh, does seem to be... um have gin and tonic as a firm favourite,
0: Absolutely. There. Absolutely. I think you'd be joining them from some bo- bottomless would. gin and tonics, John. Yeah, I think God,
1: can you imagine? I know. just, just like spinning your sling yeah. ring over it and it just magically <laughs> fills up.
2: Yeah, it's certainly, uh, I guess, bottomless supplies of gin and tonic sounds pretty good. Almost better than water from wine, yeah. I as long as bottomless is no more than five. You're well, right,
0: well yeah, it's it's self controlling because I'll yeah. fall asleep. There you go. There you go. Good stuff. Uh, really good points, John. I uh, Just want to say, like we, the She-Hulk comics are not mostly gen dating. <laughs> I don't know whether we did say that the podcast or, or whether it came across like that. There's loads and loads of stuff uh, going on in She-Hulk comics, but they do also include uh, her dating in the uh, in, in the world. Yes.
1: <laughs> yeah. No. Hundred percent. Like the the core aspect of her comic book kind of run the really famous one that kind of a lot of this is built on is that she is a lawyer for superhumans and the superhuman kind of this division that wasn't there before. Mm -hmm. That's more of what the main stories are about. Her dating life comes in and out (laughs) because she's human. But the main kind of crux is dealing with like what happens when daredevil goes on trial. Who is his lawyer? Those types of things. Mm. Um, So that's more the the crux of those comics. Definitely not the dating, but they are part of it.
0: (laughs) Excellent stuff. Thanks so much, John, for your thoughts. Hopefully you hear from you later on in the season.
1: Yeah, thanks, John. Yes, thank you so much, John. Finally, we got an email from the one and only Coffee and Vodka who had this to say, Greetings, fellow dating defenders. It's not easy being green or Jen when competing with a long opening. She even caught me with the smile she knew I had. Fun, disconcerting, but fun. A fresh case against Donnie Blaze, a magician that in no way should become the next Ghost Rider, a live-ish action Marvel comic teen-up with She-Hulk and Wong, bad date and a good date gone bad. For situational comedy, they know how to create apathy for a seasoned villain which Titania seems to be. Could be that Jen's defence... Might be a blind lawyer with some really awesome reflexes. If he defended Bill Bixby, why not? And a perfect chance for She-Hulk to ask, just how old are the viewers of this show? Five billable battles, mirror dimension magicians, and soprano spoilers out of five. Peace and take care, coffee and vodka. Thank you so much, coffee and vodka. But yes, five billable battles out of five is always a good thing.
2: Yes.
0: Great stuff, Caffey gotcha. Glad Vodka. Glad you enjoyed the episode. Uh, yeah, I, I know they're, they are just setting up. Titania, she is coming. Uh, we we are waiting for her to come, but at least we have a lot of fun on the way while we're watching the episodes. Uh, glad you seem to be enjoying it as much as we are as well. Uh, over on Facebook, on our Facebook group at facebook.com slash groups slash TV podcast industries, Heather Wallace said, now I want to drink bottomless GNTs and with Madison and Wongers. And the biggest question of the episode... Whose wedding was it that served vodka and yaks milk?
1: <laughs> yeah, he did say. He didn't yeah. want to say
0: yeah, it left behind after the wedding. I doubt that's going to be uh, Rachel's wedding. No, um, I wouldn't have thought that so. that was also in New York, though. <laughs> I don't think that there <laughs> was much yaks milk going on there. Um, May- maybe some of the magicians from Kamerataz brought that with them to the wedding. Possibly. I'm not actually sure if any of them were. To, were
2: but I'm marriage. with Heather on this as well. Uh, I want to drink bottomless gin teas with Madison and <laughs>
0: Good stuff. Thanks, Heather. Also on Facebook, Donald Dennis. Says Huzzah! What a fun episode! I give it 4 out of 5 billable hours. I wonder how good of a lawyer She-Hulk really is, because there were key elements that really could have helped her here. Questions like, whose heart were you holding when you gave, when you transported to Wong's room? Were you planning on bargaining your immortal soul away when you decided to go to a magic show? <laughs> what else did you miss out on when you were tra- transported off-world? And what do you usually earn for that amount of time? Why did you, the stage magician, steal the sling ring, which belongs to the library at Sorcery Training School? She-Hulk swipes on a lot of different kinds of guys. Good for her. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent stuff. Good thoughts, Donald. <laughs> Loads of questions that she could ask, uh, but probably wanted to speed it up um, to get uh, Madison off the stage.
1: Yes, yes that's fair. She, she's one that you want to keep off.
0: <laughs> they regretted their decision putting her up there.
2: It's not a stage. Sorry. Off the um, off the. Uh, with the stand, that's it. Stand. Exactly, exactly. Thanks, Donald. We got uh, a little brief bit of feedback from Doctor Bob Phillips as well. This has to be one of the finest shows on telly, with a ninety-five percent accurate representation of pediatric oncologists, <laughs> plus a reminder to try making a Manhattan. Nice, excellent stuff. Nice. Thanks, Bob. Might have to uh, head on down to uh, to pediatrics the over raises. we now have official confirmation of this true we got another email
0: in from jerry who says hey i have to say this is my least favorite episode of the series so far very cringeworthy stuff going on here let's be real she-hulk would have killed that man in bed wong stuff not so funny did we get a mephisto reference from madison i still look forward to seeing where the show's going did you catch jen's phone photo was captain america's butt your mystical bailiff cherry in niceville yes we did america's ass is on chen's phone uh, as the background i think uh, i think we've actually seen that back for a couple of episodes uh but hilarious every time every time it pops up especially this one as we see it quite often in there thanks jerry it's funny isn't it how humor can hit differently with different people um you know i'm notorious that i'm not a big fan of broad comedies uh yet this comedy is hitting me um much better than things like The Thor Ragnarok, that kind of uh, comedy that we've seen before in the MCU. Um, But hopefully next week it'll hit a bit better for you. Uh, Thanks so much, Jerry, for your thoughts. Back over on Facebook, Victor Von Doom says, Greetings, Defenders. Wong's got a girlfriend. They make such a cute couple break out the Tito's gymlets. I think Donny Blaze should beat Johnny Blaze. Perhaps Wong could arrange it. I think the reason Wong hesitates to banish him to another dimension is Donnie could probably do more damage from there. By the way, I think Benedict Wong is sneakily stealing the show. Will Jen's hot date return? Is he intimidated by the Jen-She-Hulk dynamic? Not a combination I would pass on. Is Matt Murdock representing Tatiana? If so, there's got to be some state bar lost skirted there. Excelsior Victor Von Doom. Benedict Wong is doing a great job I think as we've been calling it the uh, the phase um, Wong um, has been excellent uh, showing loads of different versions of Wong I suppose uh, he's been really really good in here but uh, Tatiana for me is, is right up there as the uh, the lead of the show she's working so so well and uh, playing it straight sometimes playing it funny other times she's working so well for me in the show but, uh, but Benedict's a great guest star really really good uh, we, we hopefully will see Matt Murdoch really soon um, maybe he is representing Tatiana again that would be a, a big change um, uh, of the type of law that he practiced but uh, you never know um he's uh he, he may be the one representing she-hulk uh great to hear from you victor uh kisler finally says loved reese quarrow as the magician yes uh he was so good as danny blaze uh in this episode really good to see him here um, I think the last time I saw him was on um, was on The Walking Dead, and he was a very, very different character over there, one of the saviors uh, over in Walking Dead. So it's a great to see him over here in this really good comedic role.
1: Yes, thank you so much, folks. If you want to hear your thoughts on the podcast, make sure you leave us your feedback and send it to feedback at tvpodcastindustries.com or head on over to Facebook at facebook.com slash groups slash industries.
0: Absolutely. And this episode of TV Podcast Industries is brought to you by our supporters on Patreon, including Mike Kegler.
2: Thanks so much for your support, Mike. Yeah. Big thanks, Mike.
1: Yes. Thank you so much, Mike. And if you too want to be like Mike, because Mike is magic, you can support us over on patreon.com slash TV Podcast Industries, or you can head on over and to buymeacoffee.com slash TVPI where you can support us for one-off donation. Thank you so much.
0: And thanks to everybody that supports us by sharing the podcast. Cause of course sharing the podcast is sharing, sharing the love. yak's milk. <laughs> well,
1: <Wow. laughs>
2: <laughs> let's hope
0: not. It hey? doesn't go well with vodka, but maybe it goes well uh, on its own. Maybe uh <laughs> yak's milk
1: might go well with love. Who knows?
0: Thanks so much once again for all of your support and, and listening along with us. Uh, a little bit of news for you uh, for all of our wonderful fellow defenders. Uh, we're going to be taking a short break from podcasting and um, we're going to be going away for two weeks. Um. Finally, going on actual holidays and not bringing any of the tools with us uh, that would allow us to podcast while we're away. Uh, Chris is also working out of the country, so uh, won't be able to podcast while we're gone. Uh, what that means is we'll be back with episode five and six of She-Hulk uh, when we return from our holidays. We will be back um, to podcasting in around the 26th of September. We are still going to be covering Lord of the Rings, The Rings of Power, episode three before we go, and episode eight of The Sandman before we go. Uh, but we'll take a little bit of break from them as well, and we'll be back uh, with those in two weeks' time. So uh, there will still be loads of content to listen to, and we still have 704 episodes to listen to now. So uh, loads of, loads of things to catch up on uh, while we're away.
1: Yes, and we will have a pop quiz to ask you questions from the 700 plus episodes so make sure you go back and listen to them because we're not we're like don't cheat now i'm fully expecting there's gonna the pub quiz is going into overdrive
0: uh, that would truly be a bar exam uh, yeah exactly think,
1: uh, if we did that exactly well look thank you so much folks please take care and we will speak to you with episodes five and six very soon yeah thanks so much
2: fellow defenders for joining us it's great uh chortling away about She-Hulk with you. Uh, Remember, in the meantime, though, keep watching, keep listening, and keep defending. Bye.